hello everyone. This is Wendy Bob. Welcome to Empower to Empower You podcast. I am so excited to be back on the microphone. If I have any new listeners today, you are so welcome. Just lo- a loving welcome to you today. Uh, this podcast is about all things Jesus Christ and mental health and anything to help you be the best version of yourself and just have the right perspective because our perspective affects everything in life. And if you have not had a chance to listen to episode 53, listen, I, you've got to check out episode 53. I had a wonderful, lovely guest who talked about obedience. I am so excited about the lineup and how God is orchestrating uh, the guests for this month. I just started the month with just guests the Lord put in my heart. And so I am excited to have another guest today, y'all. Y'all are in for another treat. So today we have Evangelist Cooper. Uh, evangelist Teresa Cooper. She has served in the ministry for more than 25 years. She has an extreme passion for sharing the word of God and leading others to the heart of God. For more than 10 years, she served in the youth ministry, reached youth in urban communities through illustrated sermons, radical worship, and outreach. She served women of all ages in Bible studies, seminars, conferences, book clubs, and so much more. The last seven years, Evangelist Cooper's focus and mission has been ministering to the broken and hurting men and women of all ages. In 2009, the Lord inspired her to create Why Not Ministry, a ministry to help those wounded by life discover the beauty of brokenness that leads to wholeness. In August of 2014, the Lord led Evangelist Cooper to begin Morning Talk, a daily motivational prayer and empowerment call for those in need of encouragement. Her life mission is to walk with the wounded as they discover the beauty of their brokenness that leads to wholeness, her passion, praying and trusting God. Professionally, Evangelist Cooper has served as an advocate for rights of persons with intellectual disabilities for more than 25 years. She is a former associate uh, for the federal government and currently works as the director of support services uh, for uh, for the uh, director of support services, excuse me, for serves an agency that provides supports and services for individuals with disabilities from birth and beyond. Most importantly, Evangelist Cooper is a radical follower of Jesus. She loves serving him and his people. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome. Listen, I just loved reading your bio because your bio, I know for sure, it represents. It's a small, it, it represents who you are in your heart. So I am so oh, honored. thank you. You did great to podcast today. Welcome. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here to empower. Yes, that's what we want to do is empower people. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Tell us a little bit more. Let's see, we met at, did we meet at Support Solutions? Yes, absolutely. We did. Uh, that was 2000 and. 15, 14. Oh, wow. What? Was it 13, 14, somewhere in there? Somewhere in there. I think it was 15. Anywho. Okay. But I remember meeting you. And let me just tell y'all, Teresa, listen, she has a, goal, a heart of gold. Uh, somebody <laughs> who truly, truly walks and models the love of Christ. And not just for God, but for the people. And she is a light. Anybody who meets her is encouraged by the love of Jesus that just oozes out of her. And so I just, I'm so honored. I don't know if you, I, I don't know if we, how long we worked together in that time. Well, I was there about a year, but mm-hmm. it's a 
think I met you. And who knew, right? Who knew that? Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, just orchestrating details in our lives. And you just never know when you're going to, that's why it's so important to, to, to be good to people because you just never know when you come back around and meet them again later on. That's right. Lesson to you. So, yes, ma'am. So good to, good to have you here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I remember meeting you. I remember, um, I think it was Linda, one of the staff on my team, you guys had connected. And um, when Linda, when I remember her coming and said, I told her, when did you talk to you about anything she needs? <laughs> and I forgot to tell the people what the topic is, but I will in a little bit. Uh, and, and, and how you tell people you have to handle how difficult it has to be in terms of how people can, can, can work with you for sure. Absolutely. Listen, why not ministry? It was God birth. Um, just briefly to share the testimony, I um I had a brother who died tragically from a drown. He was my best friend. Um, he was my youngest brother. And he just was the first man ever in my life because I didn't have a relationship with my father to look at me and tell me, Teresa, you're beautiful. You can be and do anything that you ever want to be. And he just, you know, took little me at that time and just was trying to teach me some life principles. And then he died. And one of the things he was teaching me was how to play basketball. Well, fast forward, I was going through a divorce and I was driving at that time. I was working for a federal government. So I'm running to the courthouse trying to get there. And as I'm driving in my car, um, I see a face of my brother in my windshield. And I'm like, God, you know, because I had just been talking to God about just how hurt I was, just how broken I was, and just how I just, I, I just, I just didn't know how to make sense of life at that point. And when he, when I saw my brother's face, the only words I heard was, I'm proud of you. And so I get to court and I'm sitting there and I'm trying to concentrate. And I'm like, what does that mean? God, what, is, what does that mean? What are you trying to tell me? And so I hear the spirit say, write his name down. My brother's name is Tony, T-O-N-Y. And I said, okay, I wrote it down. What does that mean? You know? And then I hear the spirit say again, write it backwards. And I wrote it backwards. Backwards is Y-N-O-T. And I was like, why not? What it, what it, I'm still not getting it. And as I am sitting there, supposedly trying to pay attention to this case that is very important, I hear the spirit say, and he's talking to me because I was telling God why I couldn't do everything he wanted me to do in that time for my own personal healing. And he was telling me, why not? And he began to tell me, you are going to walk with wounded. You are going to be healed. The things that you're going to do, you're going to teach other people to do it. So why not? Because with me, all things are possible. So then why not? And just, I was, I, I'm sitting there and I'm just praying like, God, I need a break because I feel like I'm about to run out this courtroom or I'm going to get put out. <laughs> and so literally this never happens in court. The judge, we're just starting and the judge says, I'm calling a 10 minute recess. And I was like, look at God. So I go to the bathroom and I'm just like, oh, thank you, Jesus. You know, I'm crying. I'm like, oh my God, Lord, I just thank you. Yes, Lord, I'll obey. And it was in that moment, you know, that it, it started. And so it started just as, you know, trying to walk people through hardships um, in their life. And I can say that walking through that divorce was the hardest thing I ever had to walk through. Number one, I'm in ministry. We both were in ministry. It was a very public breakdown. So it's like, how do you walk through that and trust God to believe God that he knows what was happening? He knows why this is happening, you know, and then trying to keep it together because I'm in ministry. 
you know, and at that time I'm, I'm working with women who need me. And I'm like, I don't have anything to offer. <laughs> and the Lord is saying, yes, you do. You know, yes, you do. Yes, you do. You, you, you have something to offer. So it was in my brokenness that I learned and discovered the beauty of it, you know, because most times when we see it, we don't think our brokenness leads to anything, but it leads to something so beautiful. If we're willing to do the work, if we're willing to walk those steps and be vulnerable, be empty, be broken, be fragile, um, be like Humpty Dumpty, be the one that fell off the wall, but there are not going to be any king horsemen or men coming around to put you back together again. It's going to be Jesus Christ himself putting you back together again. So that's how Why Not Ministry started. And when I tell you, God has just done some amazing things. We, you know, we're praying with people. We're walking through people. I do a lot of groups uh, for people that have been separated and going through divorce. Um, I, I do one-on-one sometimes with just uh, women. Uh, not a whole lot of men, uh, but I, there, there have been times where I've had men uh, just kind of trying to help people understand that when you are broken and when you have been through divorce of, uh, or any type of tragedy that is traumatic, our brains, as you know this, you know, I, there is trauma that happens in our brains and it shuts down and we're not thinking and people are making permanent decisions in temporary situations. So trying to get people not to make that permanent decision in a temporary situation because you're not thinking, you're not processing, you're, you're not doing that. But being able to trust God and to trust his process and, and looking at, okay, so how do I do that, Teresa? Because that's really hard. Number one, you got to realize that you're not in control. And most times what we're fighting for is control. <laughs> we want to be in control. We want to know the next step. We want to know the outcome. And then we're trying to fix it. We're trying to pull it all together. But the truth is, we've just got to sit back and we've got to be honest with God and say, literally like, I don't know what's going on. Yeah. What just happened? <laughs> I, uh, let me tell the people. <laughs> hey, okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> because you just reminded me of something that I often tell people. Beautiful things are birthed out of painful experiences. Yes. Happened in so many examples in the Bible, in the world. Yes. Your story, your testimony, and I'm so sorry for your losses. Your testimony is an example of that. That is, mm -hmm. so the topic for today is trusting God when life is overwhelming. Mm. Trusting God when, when you, when you send me that topic, this is such in line. I don't even know if you know this, but the last podcast episode number 53 was on obedience. Wow. You are coming. <laughs> I did not tell you that. I did not tell you. No, that. you did not. <laughs> I didn't tell you what to do. I just said, whatever's on your heart. You tell oh, me. Wow. So this is beautiful. So I yes. Coming out of 2020, mm -hmm. not only did you have to trust God in the experience of moving through the loss of your brother and moving through the loss, the complicated, painful, hurtful loss of your of the divorce. What did that mean for you in 2020? I'm sure you have several stories. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, you know, both of those happened a few years ago. Um, my divorce was uh, five years ago, and I, I've lost my brother. It's been about oof, probably more than 15 years for him. But I carry it simply because it is part of who I am. It is why I do what I do. 
And so coming into 2020, one of the things that I will have to say is that God never, ever leads us into anything without first giving us a warning or preparing us. He never does. I've never seen him do that. So in December 2019, I started a 30-day fast with our singles group at church. And we went through this strenuous fast in December 2019, having no idea what was coming up in 2020. But what I am telling you, 2020 was such a, it was a different year because of what was going on in the world. But spiritually, it was explosive. Because when you set aside time to spend with God and to ask God to help you be better, to help purge you and to wash you and to empower you and to give you direction and to manifest your gifts and his power and all of those things, then God begins to do that. And so going into 2020, I had no idea what was coming up, but God knew. And so in that, I was able to start just publicly because one of the things I had struggled with was God had given me this ministry, but it was solo. You know, I was kind of just doing it. People just kind of who knew me knew. I didn't want to make a big hype about it or whatever in my mind. That's what I was thinking. But in the midst of the pandemic, the Lord was like, okay, you're getting ready to launch ministry. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> and so I called my spiritual mentors. and I was like, listen, this is what I've heard, whatever. And so they're kind of getting me geared up. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to wait till January 2021. That's what I see and so the Lord, as I was fasting one day, told me, You're, you will launch this ministry in October. He gave me the date. No, he said, in October, on your brother's birthday. Mm -hmm. I have forgotten the date my brother was born, okay? The one I love dearly now. So I had to call my sister and I said, when is Tony's birthday? And she said, October 17th. I said, oh my God, that's like a month away, you know, when, when this revelation came. So Literally on October 17th of 2020, we launched ministry. Since that time, my prayer group that I started many years ago, the numbers have tripled because literally I'm, I'm asking God, God, give me what your people need. Give me what people need prayer about. I'm praying for people in California and Missouri and Michigan and Chicago and just you name it. And they're sending in a prayer request and people are going through some hard stuff. But having somebody walk with you in that time that you don't know who's sending you encouragement, who's sending you empowerment and telling you I'm believing God with you. I just had a lady the other day from Chicago who sent me a note uh, via email letting me know that one of the things we've been praying for her consistently was that um, she was going to walk. And she had had an accident, I think, or something. I'm not sure. And I didn't know all the details, but I just remember one day vividly in prayer, the Lord showed me her. I've never seen this lady. I just know her name. But I remember telling her specifically, you will walk again and you will walk without assistance. This weekend, I got an email from her that said, praise be to Jesus. I walked for the first time by myself on this weekend. And I was able to, in six months, I hadn't been able to get in the bathtub. I was able to get in the bathtub by myself. Woo! So prayer has been foundational and key in 2020 for me. It has been a mantle of encouraging people that in order to trust God in this season, you're really going to have to pray. You're really going to have to trust him. You're really going to have to seek his face. You're really going to have to heed to his instructions. You're really going to have to lean into him um, because it's easy for us in the midst of all that we get that we're seeing and that we're experiencing to get so into that 
and forget that he's in control and forget that he promised that better was coming and forget that he's he has a plan forget that he, you know not only does he have a plan but he has an answer for us and so that 2020 has meant really just forging ahead and doing what god has called me to do it has forced me to do it literally it has forced me to do it because i'm working from home but i have no other excuse I, everything else is shut down all of the other things that i'm normally doing out and people calling i'm here and there and i had no time to do exactly what god wanted me to do it has forced me to do exactly what god wants me to do and i'm so grateful i am so grateful to god to just be walking in my true purpose it is just blowing my mind literally blowing my mind <laughs> reminded that, that God said he will make our gifts make room for us and bring us before greatness. And yes. That's what he's doing, right? And I yes. think things like God equips the call and he doesn't always equip, right? Mm -hmm. Already qualified by him. And here it is, once we position ourselves in, once we put ourselves in position, God sends the people. He's, he's he does. Us. Everything we need. And I'm so thankful for your obedience. Yes. Times when life was overwhelming, and even if you've had some hard times since 2015, you said 25 years ago, or six yes, years. but this, this 2020 was another huge example of you trusting God to lead you into serving people in such a big way, such a, at a time when they needed the most, for sure. Yes, and it was overwhelming because you're talking, I'm transitioning to work. Uh, my mother has dementia, it's new for us. And so trying to take care of her in the midst of that and because she had had a stroke two years ago. And so now we're just learning, okay, she has dementia. She's not sleeping at night, which means I'm not sleeping at night. So that's the overwhelming piece is like, okay, what do you do when life is overwhelming? Cause you're trying to do, okay, God, I'm trying to do what you want me to do. I need to help take care of mom. You know, I have siblings and things that are going on in the family. How do, how do I manage all of that and keep it together? What do you do? How do you <laughs> when when life is overwhelming and so many things are pulling you in so many directions? I know a lot of people. You probably have probably mm -hmm. experienced complicated loss, and 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 how what what did what do what what helped you? And what would you say to somebody who's struggling with how do I trust God? Because as we've noticed, a lot of people experience spiritual apathy right mm -hmm. i don't want to read the bible i don't want to pray I don't, <laughs> I don't even want to believe god anymore right? sometimes we we have to let people have that moment um you have to have that moment to grieve what you're experiencing you honestly have to have that because to deny what you are experiencing is to live in fallacy to me but we have to grieve what we've lost, we've got to grieve the disappointment. We got to grieve all of that. And when we grieve that, then we have to do, we literally have to do what the Bible says. That means we've got to give it to God. Many times we carry it, but God didn't build us to carry anything. He built us to cast it. He built us to give it away. Give it to me, he said, and I can take care of it. Come to me and I can take care of it. And I know there are times where we feel like, well, God did this and he allowed it and we're mad and we're angry and we're upset. I know you know, just being so overwhelmed with all that was going on with mom, literally having to go, okay. And then sometimes last bit about it, like, okay, this is a bit much. Okay, Lord. All right. I, I don't know. 
how I'm going to handle all of this. So apparently you must know because you are allowing all of this to happen. So let me take a breath. Let me breathe. Um, let me think about it. And then now let me trust what your promise is. Your promise says to me simply that not only will I not give you more that you can bear, but my, your promise to me is, is that you will never leave me nor forsake me. That you are there with me in the midst of it. And that if my all-time favorite scripture, Jeremiah 33 and 3, that when you call upon me, I am going to answer you and show you great and mighty things that you do not know. So in this moment, God, I need you to show me how to put all of this together because I don't know. And what God begins to show you, like he showed me, is how to do it where it's not taxing and where it's not overwhelming, but where you allow him to push you, you know, meaning that there may be some things you have to give up for that season that, oh, I wanted to do that, but now I can't do that. But instead, you're going to do this. Or you may have to adjust your schedule and shift some things around to make it work out. So you just you just have to, you know, number one, start with. Trusting his promises. Trust what God's promises are. What, 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 are, what are the promises that God has given you about that situation? Not only his presence, not only his power, what are his promises? So that's the number one thing I would say is you've got to remind yourself of the promises. Because when we forget the promises, then we forget that there is a process to, to this trust. There is a process to the trust. And the first process is no matter what the bondage is, just like for the children of Israel, Egypt, God had already heard their cries. He sent the answer before he brought them deliverance. He sent the answer to say, I have heard your cries and I am coming to deliver you. But they weren't delivered immediately. And neither are we. We cry out, we ask God for help. We're mad, we're angry and saying, Lord, I need help. And then the Lord says, okay, I'm sending you help. But help doesn't always look like what we think it is. <laughs> so we've got to trust his promises that he has a plan for us and that he has the best in store for us and that he will not forsake us and that he will keep us and that we are on his mind and that we are important and that he is mindful of us and that his strength is made perfect in our weakness. Every promise that you need to claim in that season, you ha we have to claim that over that situation. So just claim those promises, remember those promises. And then I think the second thing that I would say is we also have to be reminded of his power. Because as I just said, God is so powerful and so mighty and he has not only power, but he has all knowledge and wisdom and he has all control and authority. And I think sometimes when we're facing things that are big, we forget that. But David, but David reminded us, even when he faced Goliath, he told Goliath, he said, look, you are coming to me with this, with sword and java, but, but then he looked at Goliath. He said, I'm coming to you in the name of the Lord. So we have to take every situation and remember God's power and look at that situation and come to it in the name of the Lord and say to, you know, like I can remember one night, um, the mom just hadn't been sleeping. I said, you know what? Okay, we're just going to pray. <laughs> I said, because... We have not done that. We need to pray and ask the Lord to help you sleep. And you know what the most beautiful thing that happened? She slept that night. And the next night, um, my sister was helping her. And my sister came and she said, Mom said she wants you to come pray for her. I said, well, amen. Let's get praying, honey. Keep in the promise in your mouth and remember your power and authority. The sad part is some people don't know that they have authority. 
Mm-hmm. And that that is the less than music in the world. Maybe yes. Or maybe they're so caught up in their feelings or what they see that they're allowing their senses to get that chance or get placed or place, right? So, mm-hmm. I hear you, but I'm really struggling to, to move ahead. It's almost like they, they're stuck in that place. Mm-hmm. Don't, they, they don't know, to, they're, not, they're not believing, they're not choosing to believe, they're choosing to stay in, in doubt. So what do mm-hmm. you right now who's listening and yeah. going to what they just don't know what to do? Yeah, I, I would say, because I have to ask myself this, what is it that you're really afraid of? Because you know you're not where you want to be. And as I've always heard a quote say, on the other side of fear is everything that you want. Mm-hmm. So what is it that you're really afraid of? Yeah. Because if we release the fear, like I had to release the fear to start ministry because the fear or, and then what is the lie that you've told yourself about why you are where you are? Because sometimes we have to dispel those lies because we, we've told them to ourselves. They're not even true, but we've told them to ourselves and we believe them that, you know, it's true. And it could be that part of it is true, but not the whole thing. And so we've got to dispel. So what is it, what is it that you're afraid of? What are the lies that you've been telling yourself? And um, what is the other question I have to ask myself? Uh, not even ask, but to remind somebody that if I told you that it was 100% guaranteed, would you do it? If I told you there was 100% guarantee that you could not fail, if I told you there was 100% guarantee that you were going to be fully covered, if I told you there was 100% guarantee that you're going to get full return on every effort that you make, would you do it? I don't know how many people would turn down that off. <laughs> and that's what the Lord gives us. He gives us a hundred percent guarantee that he's got us covered. And I know that's hard sometimes when people are afraid and they're scared and they're alone. I know, you know, when I was going through divorce, that's kind of where I was. And I, I couldn't even talk about it for six months um, and just kind of stuck in that stall because I was thinking about what everybody else was going to say and then trying to fix it all at the same time. And I had to get back to the truth of, okay, what do you really want? Because sometimes when people are there, they don't even really know what they want. So what is it that you really want? And then now that I know what I want, want, which were the priorities and how then, what is it that I need to do to do those things? And how do I get there? Oh, you know that somebody is blessed right now. On the other side of here is everything you want. Say that again. I said the, the third thing you said was. If I told you that there was a hundred percent guarantee, mm-hmm. things would be provided for. Things mm-hmm. Wow. Well, let me just ask you this: ending question. 
I'm trying to maintain, contain and maintain myself, okay? Right. <laughs> but I'm just so thankful for your testimony because I know that not only are not only is God's name be glorified, but Satan's been defeated. Absolutely. By the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. So I just thank God for your testimony. So if somebody would what, what are some reasons that somebody may hearing your voice may want to, to worship? You know, you mentioned that you do the motivational, the daily motivational prayer and empowerment. Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. As well as if somebody wanted to work with you, somebody who's walking through that window. Oh, absolutely. We, uh, there, there are a couple of things that folks can do. We um, take, we, of course, I'm an intercessor, so I pray. I'm, I'm, I pray not only on my own personal prayer line, I pray on other people's prayer lines. Um, you know, we do uh, personal, which most people don't even know this, they call it therapy, but I call it personal prayer talks. So we talk uh, about whatever's going on, then we pray about it. And we, we you know, we, we set those up. We also do a lot of uh, listening coaching, which is, you know, just, just uh, helping people process what they're thinking about, what they're going through. And so people can call us, um, they can email us and why not, that's the letter Y-N-O-T, min at gmail.com that's why not men at gmail.com that's the uh, the email address and then they can call us at any time at 901-459-7464 and of course that you know anybody can follow me on facebook that's Teresa cooper on facebook is why not men on um, instagram as well as they can uh, follow the page on Facebook, uh, Why Not Ministry on Facebook, they can do that. So for anybody that's needing prayer, for anybody that has been wounded by life um, and you are needing somebody to walk through those seasons with you, uh, we do resource referral, meaning that, you know, if, you, if it's just a short term and you are trying to find attorneys or you're trying to figure out, you know, where you are in the process and kind of some direction and guidance, you know, we want to walk with anybody that's been wounded by anything in life that that is going to help them. And then the the prayer call is uh, every um, morning at 730 a.m. Anybody can log into that at any time uh, from their phone. It is just one number. It, you, you don't even need an access code to get into the call. All you have to do is dial this one number. And once you uh, dial in, you're muted so you don't have to say anything because I know a lot of people feel uncomfortable about that. But on this call, you don't have to say anything at all. We're going to pray for you. We're going to cover you. And then you can send in your prayer request to that same email address. If you send in your prayer request, you'll hear us mention the prayer request. Uh, if you tell us not to mention it, we're covering it in our prayer time um, because we do have some ladies that pray with us and pray for us. So we cover those. But that number, it's a toll free. It's 727 731-8560. That's 727-731-8560 is the uh, prayer line. We also have a, um, we're going to be doing what we call why moments because most times people walk through life and they are asking God, why me? But my ministry says, why not? Why not go back to school? Why not uh, go through that hardship? Um, you know, why not start that business? Why not write that book? Why not, uh, overcome that anxiety and so our very first session is january 16th as a matter of fact and we're going to do it via zoom 
Um, registration is through, again, that same email, whynotmen at gmail.com. And the topic that we're going to talk about is breaking through the enemy, E-N-E-M-Y, that is my inner me, I-N-N-E-R-M-E, the inside of you. Because so often it is the inner us that is our enemy. And so we're going to talk about how do we break through um, that inner me that has become my enemy. And so we're doing those quarterly sessions. And again, just trying to infuse people with that. I want to get people into the word. So, you know, we just started that 52 and you uh, campaign where we're challenging people to get a scripture for every week. You get a different scripture, but I want you to learn where I'm challenging people learn the scripture. We're not feeding you the scripture. We want you to get it because my thought is where I am and where you are may be in two different places. And what I'm using for a scripture this week may not even apply to you and what's going on with you. But I want to challenge you to get in that word, to get that scripture for you. Learn it, apply it, share it with somebody else. And then as we go through, we're just going to be sharing and encouraging people to keep getting in that word, getting in that word. And my hope is, is by the end of the year, so many people have gotten the word so that when they are tested, when they are struggling, when they're drowning, that the spirit of God has the word enough in them that it can pull it up and give it to them and feed them in their times of weakness. That is the solution. That is the antidote for any situation. <laughs> Amen. So just try to get folks the word in any way we can, whatever we can. So, okay, God, we can do 52 in you. <laughs> I love that. So I'm going to put all of that in the show notes. Uh, why men at gmail.com call you at 901-459-7464. They can call into the prayer call every morning at 730 Central Standard for those people who are in different time zones. That's correct. There is a Zoom coming up on January 16th. Yes. 52 and you, they can also email to find out how they can be a part of it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I am so excited to share this. I appreciate you gracing us with your presence and, and, and just sharing your testimony, sharing such encouragement. You came to the power, okay? You Absolutely. <laughs> your, your, your mission for God, for God's heart, for God's people. To, to walk through woundedness, to become, to understand the beauty of brokenness, to mm-hmm. walk, experience healing. Yes. And oozes out of you. And I'm so thankful. I'm so thankful to have you here today. And uh, is there any last words of encouragement? Or maybe do you want to pray? I know we over time, but any final words of encouragement that you would give or anything that you want to say that I didn't get a chance to ask you? I would just say to anybody who is really, really discouraged at this moment to honestly trust and give it to God. You by yourself is a minority, but you and God are a majority. And that calling upon him, trusting in him, even when you don't understand what's going on and even when you are crying your way through it, that it will get better. You don't know when, but one thing I love to say is that you may not know the outcome, but you can trust the outcome to the man who is the outcome. <laughs> Woo! He is it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to episode number 54. Uh, episode number 54. I know that you will be blessed by this message. Again, I'm going to put this information in the show notes. 
please reach out. Please delete the interview. You don't need to reach out. You know somebody who needs to reach out and email them and get some relevance. All of us can can benefit from some additional prayer getting your work down so that you can perform all of these. Um, so thank you so much, and I'll be back next week with another episode.